Welcome to the Dirty Slides Podcast. I am your host, Joe Prano, coming to you live from the Laz Lair in Venice, California, with my co-host, Andy Laz Lazarus. What it is, Joe? Laz, we're here uh, in the Laz Lair watching a... Watching your New York Mets. A beautiful day baseball game. I love the day baseball game. I tweeted this earlier in in the year, and... You know, the internet is really just such a cesspool of bad opinions Yeah. that uh, I tweeted every day of the Major League Baseball season should have a day game. Every single day. One, one yeah. day game. Right. For us. Yeah. For you and I. <laughs> For guys like me and you. And other people. Who don't who, have an office to go to right. during the day. But what about fucking kids camps? And, right. uh, you know. Just, yeah, sure. It's one game. More and than us. The amount of people... That were like, cool, empty stadiums. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's the summer. Yeah. No. If, if a stadium is going to be empty in the summer, oh, well, not all the games are played in the summer. Oh, sorry for all of the April, early May baseball. Right. That's going to have to suffer, suffer through, you know, half full stadiums. By the way, stadiums are empty all the time anyway. That's fucking baseball's model now. Right. And what are you going to do with those baseball stadiums if there's no baseball to be played in it? Yeah. It's just dark, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, but we're watching, uh, we're watching my New York Mets up one nothing on uh, Andy Ruther's Cincinnati Reds. Jacob deGrom is pitching. And, uh, I mean, the Jacob deGrom, we do it every week. Right. Jacob deGrom stats and Mike Trout stats, like Jacob yeah. deGrom's, like, w- what he's done uh, with absolutely no run support. Yeah. He's, he's like, what, five and six with a less than one ERA? It's stupid. I just set one the other day. Let me see, let me see if I can find the one I just uh, had that was, like, mind-blowing. Um, I think you'll like it. Where's my – I mean, i got to go so far fucking – I have so many DeGrom stats that I'm like, where's the newest one? I just one? realized today you guys picked up um, – Giant, former Giants trash center fielder Austin Jackson, right to add to your trash lineup of uh, Joey Bats, Jose Reyes, Austin Jackson. It, it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> it's and unbel- I read earlier today that um, Jason Worth wants back in the big leagues and called every single team but the Mets. It, it's <laughs> that's a that's an epic troll job by yes. Worth. Yeah, um, he. I mean, I understand it as a national. Yeah, he's a national. He's, he made his bones in, in the NL East, you know, yeah. the Phillies and the Nationals. But he called the Marlins? He certainly did. Honestly, I don't even understand, like, how you retire from a team and then decide you're going to play. And you're not like, how is he not still property to the Nationals? But maybe they were like, hey, we let you go. It's cool. Yeah, they're like, here's uh, the rest of your contract. Now go away. But if. But he literally retired two weeks ago. He should have contacted the Mets if he wanted to play baseball. They have Jose Reyes. <laughs> they have Joey Bass. He's like, sure, come on down. He's like, I decided I wanted to come back, but I also decided I did not want to come back <laughs> because I did not reach out to the one team 
that that could actually use me. Yeah. We've got a bunch of fucking. But Jacob Degrom's up, up at the plate right now, uh, with with one out and the bases loaded. So, okay, this is what's going to happen. He's going to have to do it himself. All right, literally, all right. this is what's going to happen. This is Jacob Degrom's here. He is going to hit a seed somewhere to right field, and they're going to tag up and get thrown out at the plate. But he just walked with the bases loaded, RBI for Jacob Degrom. He walks. He walks in his run. Love it. Do it yourself. Um, I can't find the fucking stat I was looking for, but it's some absurd uh, stat that, like, he, in his last five games against the uh, the Braves. Yeah. Uh, this oh, In his five games this season against the Braves, he's got, like, a .79 ERA, and the Mets are 0-5, and he is 0-3. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing, and they're but all, that's ridiculous. And they're all like eight-inning starts or some fucking yeah. nonsense like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So this is Mets baseball. We're not really supposed to be talking about them that much. He's, uh, he's the modern-day Matt Cain, but he's better. There was, a, uh, there was a question from our good friend Bo Blaha yesterday who's making the, uh, the campaign for a Rockies pitcher to be in contention for the National League Cy Young. And I said... Who? I, I forget. The, I, Chatwood? I forget that fucking dude. I mean, he. I know he. Uh, well, should I pull up Bo just to give? Yeah. Give get, Bo yeah. Little? Who is this person? The last. The last good Rocky pitcher I remember, I think, was Mike Hampton. <laughs> yeah. Who then came to the Mets for all the monies? Yeah. And was terrible. Yeah. And the Braves. Um, Did he come to the Braves too? Kyle Freeland. Okay. All right. Three ERA, sub 2.2 ERA at home, and sub 1.3 whip. Rockies pitcher has to be a Cy Young candidate. Change my mind. To which I replied, the NL only has one Cy Young candidate. <laughs> and honestly, if we're not going to get a win for DeGrom, I, I think that the win should be that they don't announce finalists for the NL Cy Young. That should be baseball's nod to Jacob DeGrom. They're right. like, you are the finalist. Right. We will eventually announce that it is you who has won. But we're not going to announce anybody else. But we're not else. announcing Nobody anybody else, else is even up for yeah, it. Yeah. Is, it's like one of those fucking Oscar years where they're like, Meryl Streep right. and other actresses <laughs> who are also nominated. Why? We have to have we don't five. Know. Yeah. Right. Uh, Amy Adams, I guess. And it's like, right. Amy Adams is like, this is so stupid. Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to be a part of this charade? Right. When it's so clear that Meryl Streep gets it. I mean... Yeah, Ahmed Rosario with a sack fly. Look at the look at the Mets. Three nothing. Small ball. Mets win. <laughs> it's the fourth innings. So unless something happens where they take Jacob Degrom out before the ninth, um, they win this game. I wanted to talk about this guy. We're not. I know we're not supposed to talk Mets baseball because they're terrible. But will you look at his bat handle? Uh, this is Jeff McNeil. Uh, recent okay. call up. Sure. Has no knob on his bat. Really? Yes. That's, have you have you seen this? I've never technique? seen. <clears throat> is it an axe bat? Maybe it's an axe bat. It is not an axe bat. It's just a. Are you sure there's no knob on that? There is no knob on his baseball bat. He hits sans knob. Man, it's got a pretty decent swing. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's weird. It like. It's got a fucking spring training number 68. I know. He just came Jesus. up. He's hitting well, but apparently some guy in the minor leagues told him, try this no-knob bat. Get rid of that knob, son. 
Have you ever swung an axe bat? Uh, no, I haven't. But um, I heard they're they're kind of awesome. I mean, Mookie Betts swears by it. I think it's Mookie Betts and George Springer, the big axe bat guys. And then this is the newest. I mean, look at it. I mean, it. I'm telling you, it just looks like it is, but there's no knob. It's just flared at the bottom. Oh, okay. He just has a flared. Oh, I've seen that. It's bat. just it's just a little bit flared. Yeah. Okay. But no, but no, there's like, no okay. there's no knob on it. Right. And I don't know how. Like, I, I'm trying to think. The Mets trying new things in yeah. the summer of suck. Yeah. Summer of '68. <laughs> Jeff McNeil. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know how that would be helpful. I can't I can't quite figure it. I guess it would just, just be like a feel thing. It's yeah, just, yeah. It's just like it's just how you feel, you know. It's kind of like dude or not a dude. It's just like right. it's just a feel. It's just like I feel like this is the thing. Barry Bonds is like, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. I didn't I didn't use the knob anyway. Yeah. Um. Well, let's do this, Laz. We had a pretty light show today. Not yeah. not light in terms of hilarity. No, just no, light no, in indeed. terms of topics. We are in the we are in the dog days. We're bro. in the dog days. It's August. Yeah. Trading deadline's over. Right. And we're still. I mean, we're still. There's still probably some trade stuff to happen, but it's going to be later this month. It's yeah. Gonna, you know, right before the call up. So, this is just survive in advance right now. So I want to do a quick trip around the league, sure. and then uh, we have a few stories that we could get to. First of all. The AL East, Boston swept the Yankees. Yeah, I saw that. And they are now nine games up on the Yanks. So I lost uh, 100 bucks to Richard, the racist arms dealer, on that last Yankee game, on that walk-off uh, game where the Yankees just couldn't pick up ground balls. They had it. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, so you're just making, you're just making, making personal yeah. $100 bets to... Yeah. On, on random baseball games, you... No, just because I was did. hanging out with Richard, and he's like, you know, the Red Sox are looking very good this year. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you think the Patriots are looking? Oh, the Patriots are looking great. I saw this on your Instagram yeah. story. He, is he a Boston guy? He's a total Boston guy. He, uh, he, he, is, an, he is an actual arms dealer. Now, is, is he okay with that being known? He's like, I'm an arms dealer? Yeah, certainly. Certainly. He how, makes it known everywhere does, he goes. How does that even work? Uh, well, I think he's one of those guys that, like, you know, his family's been dealing arms since the 1730s right. or whatever. So he was just kind of brought into it. And he's always just talking about, like, going to, like, I'm going to Saudi Arabia, Laz. Deal with some fucking lying Lebanese thieves. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, he just and he's just your neighbor. No, he's a local. He, he's a local Main Street drunk that oh, okay. like I met over at uh, Ariel like years. And I years remember ago. this. Yeah, right. No. right, right, got it. But he's been here for a couple of your parties. Oh, certainly. I guess he's completely amusing. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a point where he like ran my girlfriend out of the neighborhood. Like, who are you? What are you doing here? Yeah, like, um, I think it was your girlfriend's friend. Yeah, who is like sitting in a car. Yeah, yeah. She was like, and, he's racist. I'm like. <laughs> Of course, he's the most racist person yeah. I've ever met in my life. Uh, yeah. No, actually, I think that was my neighbor because... Is that a different arms dealer? No, no, but he is armed. And I think your girlfriend's friend was offended at the idea that he's armed. So, in the AL East, the Yankees are now nine games back, but they are, they are leading the wild card by four games over the second wild card team, Oakland. The Oakland A's, baby! We're now 20 games over five hundred. 
and they are who are two games up on Seattle for the second wild card spot. Uh, we got a question: Any possibility that uh, both the A's and the Mariners jump the Yankees? Of course, it's possible. Right. It's possible. You give it any sort of likelihood. I, I I don't give it a very good likelihood. I just don't know that beyond James Paxton for the Mariners, who do you got? Right. Who do you I, got? And, like, King Felix is, you know, gas can Felix right, <laughs> right now. Um, so, I don't know. I, I mean, between Severino and the Japanese guy and, you know, CeCe, I just think the Yankees can ha- – Hold them off. I mean, who knows with Oakland? But Oakland's twenty games over five hundred. All of a sudden, I, I'd like to see Oakland jump them. Yeah, I'd like to see at least the Yankees have to travel to Oakland for that game. I want to see. Yeah, the Yankees in their grays and the A's in their hot Kelly Green tops. Yeah, uh, in a one-game playoff, that'd be awesome. Uh, um, the the Tampa Bay Rays have to be mentioned. They are fifty-seven and fifty-six. They are. One game over 500, despite no starting pitchers Amazing. on their roster. Amazing. Uh, the rest of the AL East now, shall not be named. If Tampa Bay ends up 500 or better with no starting pitching, um, does that change anything? Like in the off season, are you going to see like the Mets? You'd be like, "Fuck it." Oh, the Mets. What do you mean? The Mets are like, "We're building around pitching." <laughs> yeah. They'll go the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Mets just didn't trade any of their pitchers because they're building around the starting pitching that got them to the World Series three years ago. Uh, the AL Central: Cleveland is nine games up on Minnesota. They're sixty-two and fifty. Minnesota is uh, second place, fifty-three and fifty-nine. Um, so they really shouldn't even be mentioned. Uh, the rest of the AL Central dumpster fire. Uh, it's Cleveland. It's Cleveland or bust. Right. Um, and I wanted to bring up this incredible stat: Jose Ramirez, who is battling to lead the AL in home runs and stolen bases. It's like every day. I forget who the other guy is, but it's uh, JD Martinez is like. You know, battling it's for the got, home run lead. In the, they're both in the 30s. Yeah, and then yeah. I forget who the uh, the guy who's like going. He's going back and forth. Rajah Davis or something like that. Uh, Chris Davis? Uh, Not Chris no. Davis. Who, oh, oh, oh! For stolen bases. Yeah, yeah, for stolen bases. So Jose Ramirez of the Indians is was this is as of yesterday currently tied for the American League lead in both home runs 33 and stolen bases 26. The last player to lead the AL outright or tie in both categories in any season was Ty Cobb when he had nine homers. And like 80 RBIs. And 76 steals. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 76 steals. Sorry. Steals. Right. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, if you got 31, what, 33, 32, whatever he's got, you're looking at a definite 40 home run season. Right. Maybe 45. Right. This guy, I mean, could he go 40-40 this year? I mean, he's definitely looking at 30-30. It, it's, yeah, 30-30 is, uh, you know, about to happen. Remember when that used to happen all the time? Yeah. It barely happens now. Yeah, almost never. And, yeah. it, and it almost seems like, to me, you're the Cleveland Indians. You're nine games up in the AL Central. Mm-hmm. You're going to win this, the Central. Can you get your man 40-40? Yeah. Like, I, that would be a goal. Absolutely. If I was a manager. Absolutely. I'd be like, fucking steal, bro. Steal. All the time. Green light. Yeah. Go. 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 Here's our sign. Go. 
Yeah. I, I also just don't understand. Like, I understand the whole guy gets on, another guy hits a bomb. Like, that's that's the model these days. Yeah. But you're it's August. You're nine games up. Right. And by the, the way. The Twins are six games under 500. This guy's played third base every day for the last four months. If he has the energy to steal, don't fucking put shackles on him. Right. Let him let him go. Let him go. And I think Tito will. I mean, Terry Francona's a fun manager, you know? He's not like in the Buck Showalter right. kind of thing. I, 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 I feel like he would uh I feel like he'd make it happen. I mean, seriously, if this guy goes if this guy leads the league in home runs and stolen bases and they win the division, it's really tough under those parameters not to like give him the MVP, even with Mike Trout. Well, around. That, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout is now currently on the disabled list. Well, he's not, sorry, he's not on the disabled list. He's day to day with a wrist injury. Yeah. Um, is this opening a window for uh, Jose Ramirez? Certainly. I think it's certainly opening a window for him. You know, and I just think um, there's also, I don't want to call it fatigue for Mike Trout. Um, voter fatigue. Voter fatigue. I, I'm it's, not sure. It's, it's LeBron quite, James. Yeah, it's like the LeBron thing or Michael back in the day. It's just like, yeah, can we get a new story? And unfortunately, the Angels just can't get their shit together and get you know get Mike Trout in the playoffs. You know where he would be exposed. You know, more I, I understand exposure. that this isn't the. But still, this guy. It could be a 40-40 season for right. a division winner. Yeah. You know. Look, I'm I'm all for it. You know, I love Mike Trout. Yeah. Um. But, absolutely. Plus, this guy, Jose Ramirez, no one even fucking heard of him like two years ago. Right. You know? I think he was probably a Cuban free agent or whatever. Yeah, till, till, that, till that World Series run. Yeah, when he was fucking awesome. No one was honest. But, right. uh, the, you know, it's not the defining way to say, like, this is who is the MVP. Yeah. But I always look at it like, if the Angels called up Cleveland right now, and they were like, Trout for Ramirez, straight up. They'd be like, how fast can Trout get here? Sure. But, I mean, hell of a season, for Great sure. Season. And yeah. fuck, if you're going to steal one, steal it when, uh, when Trout's got a day-to-day wrist injury and exactly. you go 40-40. Right, exactly. Uh, speaking of the AL West, uh, the Mike Trout's Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim shall not be spoken of too much because they are 57-58 and 58 now. Ouch. Remember when they were dancing with the big girls? They were dancing the, with the big boys. Yeah. Uh, they are 16 games back. Shoei Otani's back. He had a two-homer game. Uh, the first player ever since Babe Ruth, I believe, to have a multi-home run game in a season where they had multiple wins. I, you know, you just want to see it for a whole season. Right. It would just be incredible. He hit a 443-foot homer the other day. He went four for five. Yeah. Um, a nice little... A nice little, like, story for next year. Right. Like, right. Now, with the Angels, you've got Otani. you got to hope he's, you know, healthy enough to pitch next year. And, and we can do the two, you know, both sides of the ball thing. And you got to hope that you're not losing Trout soon. When the, is Trout a free agent? I think. When is he signing with, signing with the Phillies? I think after next year. Yeah. And then you have the announcement that came this week that Mike Sosha is retiring after this season. Does this uh, qualify as a retirement tour? Right. (laughs) 
I, I don't imagine anybody's giving him too many, like, fucking... Sailboats. Yeah. Shit, like motorcycles. Yeah. Does anybody like Sosha? Yeah, like Tommy Lasorda, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't know. He's probably fine. It's just, like, you've been... He, he's gotten so much mileage off that fucking Rally Monkey World Series, you know? And they retired the monkey forever ago. Yeah. When they should have brought the monkey back and right. retired fucking Sosha. Replace Sosha with the rally monkey. <laughs> yeah, just have the rally monkey. That, that should be that should be his his <laughs> replacement manager. But if you're the Angels, you got to think that this is potentially the new era, like coming, right? Right. Uh, you got Otani, a new manager. You got to keep. You gotta who keep do you think traffic. they're gonna hire for new manager? David Eckstein, Tony Danza. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody out of the box. Was Tony Danza the manager in that movie, or was he like the pitcher? In uh, Angels in the Outfield. Uh, I think he was the pitcher. I don't know. That was another children's movie. Yeah, was, that was one. Uh, was too, that yeah, that was, did not make our list. For, yeah. Did you hear that they're making a Sandlot sequel? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, are there, are the, there ghosts in this one, too? The AL West remains the sexiest division, though. Third place, yeah. Seattle Mariners, seven and a half back. Oakland, second place, five and a half back. And then, of course, the... Reigning champs, and still my pick to be yeah. champs again, the Houston Astros. Five and a half games up on everybody, 73 and 42. They have currently the second most wins in baseball behind the Red Sox, who have 80 wins. So the Red Sox are going to like fall into winning 100 games. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I, I, I got to say... And I don't have hatred for the Red Sox as much as I will be very much rooting for. You don't have hatred for the Red Sox at all? I mean, you I have, have more hatred for the Yankees than the Red Sox? Oh, far more. The, the Red Sox that beat you in, in uh, or sorry, oh, you beat them in 86. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, well, why, would you, why right. would you care? Boston to me is like, hey, we, we played the Red Sox in the World Series. We won. We mm-hmm. played the Patriots twice in two Super Bowls. We won. Yeah. Like, cool, Boston. You're yeah. racist. Have fun yeah. up there. It's kind of like how Niners fans feel about the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys do well. But I will be rooting. But I got to say, I am, I'm more excited for a potential Houston-Boston ALCS, ALCS than I am for whatever the World Series matchup could be. Yeah. It's sort of like, it's sort of like the Western Conference Finals last year. Right. It's like we knew Rockets Warriors was going to be better than whoever they either of those teams played in the finals. True, true. Um, I think that's the big that's the big series. Okay, the NL Philadelphia Phillies, Mike Trout's future team, <laughs> is one and a half games up on Atlanta, six games up on the Washington Nationals, who are fifty eight and fifty five, and then of course. The Mets and the Miami Marlins, 17 and 18 back. The only reason that we're even allowed to ever mention the Mets, besides the fact that I am a Mets fan, is Jacob deGrom is doing things that haven't been done since the dead ball era. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the, la- the last we, time. Like, would you rather have, like, the, the, Mat- the Mets this season have been absolute dog shit in every single way, except for this one silver lining of Jacob deGrom. Now, is there any part of you that would rather have just give me all of the dog shit at once and this will all turn around or this one little silver lining well, that you so have? Well, so here's the thing, and we can't 
you know, talk too much about them because they're so bad. But mm-hmm. a Deadspin did an article, I believe it came out today or yesterday, late yesterday, and the headline was, how is Jose Reyes still a player <laughs> on the New York Mets? <laughs> now, a lot of people would go like, what the, f-? like, that's an interesting question. But to me, and I've always been a conspiracy theorist, but this isn't even like a tinfoil hat conspiracy. The Mets are trying to lose. What the f- like? I don't know. I don't know the Ponzi scheme, like money making benefit of them being terrible. What's I don't the know. end game? I don't know if this is some major league shit where yeah. like if they lose X amount of games, then they get a free pass to move to Portland or maybe whatever. they get a free player they can draft who never played high school baseball. Yeah, but there's absolutely no way that. The Mets with no GM, Jose Reyes and Joey Bats playing regular innings. Yeah, are trying to win baseball. Do games. you think maybe Jose Reyes is like doing some kind of blackmail on the Wilpons and they've got pictures or something? I, I don't understand. I and I don't understand. There's probably a non. There's obviously a non-baseball reason that Jose Reyes is on that 25-man. The roster. Mets are a fucking dumpster fire right now. They did a video tribute for Matt Harvey at the start of the series. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I saw that. I saw that. His Mets for that one good year, Dark Knight. He <laughs> he forced a trade earlier this year because he wouldn't take a demotion to the yeah. minor leagues. That was this year. That was like two months ago. Oh, and he was never, like, his overall Mets career was mediocre. It's like a 500 pitcher. Yep. Sure, he started out great. Then he was terrible. Maybe it's just Mets 2018 celebrating the suck. Like I said, I wish I had the energy <laughs> to, like, start the, like, sell the team campaign. Yeah. But I'm going to do it in San Francisco. Okay. I'll be up there at the end of the month. Yeah. I believe I'm going to the Saturday game, which is the first. Saturday, September 1st. Saturday, September 1st. Okay. I believe I'm going to go to that game. I'm going to sit close. and I am going to be up there that week. And if, if possible, if allowed by the person that gives me the front row tickets, if I'm allowed to just bring a sell the team sign, <laughs> I will be doing it. So, um, Now, the Phillies are up a game and a half on Atlanta. You still like your Atlanta? Still like him to win the division? Yep. I still like all the darkness. I like, I like, like I said, I like Philly to win the division and it to be a dumpster fire come playoff time. Chicago Cubs are leading your Milwaukee Brewers Damn by two and a half games in the NL Central. The Cardinals are seven and a half back at 59 and 55. And the Pittsburgh Pirates have come back down to earth. They are five and five in their last 10. They are 58 and 56. Ah, shit. They're eight and a half games back. And the Cincinnati Reds, who are currently losing now five nothing to my New York Mets. Jackson got a fucking single. Are 16 and a half games back. And we got a uh, message from B to the Indigo which is uh, one of our fans in Cincinnati who wants to know any chance that the Reds make the playoffs. Um, to, zero. To which I would like to reply, beat it indigo, you don't start watching baseball now because <laughs> <laughs> you don't get it. No, no. <laughs> They're in dead last place. They're 16 and a half games back. They are like 
every team in their division is much has better. significantly more chance. Yeah. Uh, it might have been a joke question. Yeah. But look, the Reds have been playing halfway decent baseballs for, you know, the last couple months. But I mean, that's no. just a step. Yeah. No. no, obviously they're not making it. But also, that's a, th- a really tough division. Like, I don't know when the Reds, I don't know what the Reds' strategy is for turning it around. It's it's a lot like I was talking about with Baltimore. They gotta like, they gotta trade fucking Votto for you gotta at, trade Votto right of all for all the things. Look, yeah. I tra- trade with Mets <laughs> for for uh, all your fucking hot August garbage. L- literally trade him to the Mets for I will give you all the prospects. <laughs> like to me, that is you know I know people are going. Still, we're still talking about the fucking Mets, Joe. You're, you're seventeen games back. We're a couple of years removed from World Series, and and the moves that were made this offseason of going like let's go get Todd Frazier and Adrian Gonzalez. It's like let's get older. Yeah, let's that's get not the move. That's not the move. The move is give me a fucking Joey Votto at first base, and sign Machado. Yeah, and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Now all that would take is the Mets selling the team to Mark Cuban, but <laughs> that's never going to happen, unfortunately. The LA Dodgers have once again regained first place in the NL West. They are a half game up on Arizona. They are two and a half games up on Colorado. They are six and a half games up on your San Francisco Giants, who are now one game under 500, and they are 18 and a half games up on the Brown. The NL Wild Card standings look like this. Milwaukee is the first wild card team. Atlanta is the second wild card team, a game back. Arizona is a half game out of that, and Colorado is two and a half out, followed by St. Louis, four, and Washington, four and a half. To me, it really cuts off after co- Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd say Colorado has a puncher's chance. A puncher's chance. They, have, they, they do have some, I mean, they have the course factor. They have Arenado. Like when just the just those two things together, that's like oh he had a hit a seventy RBI September. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know that could totally happen. Um, but even that, that's to me an outside chance because there's still two teams ahead of them in the West. Like if Arizona or the Dodgers, whoever doesn't win the right. division, probably one of them. Right. You you got to at least be second place, obviously. Milwaukee. I mean, you still got your shot with Milwaukee. Still got a shot. Just I just the think they, they, you know, they, they dropped their, the ball not yeah. getting another pitcher. Um, And uh, who is it? Atlanta? I, I mean, that's. That's kind of a sexy matchup, Atlanta and Milwaukee in the NL wild card. I want, I, I want Atlanta out of get get Atlanta out of this nonsense. I fucking hate Atlanta. I know, but they're so sexy and young. They, I think I like you know. I like certainly what they're doing there. Yeah, and I think in the next few years they will be they'll be a team that will can make some serious noise. I just don't want the like the young team that's. Sexy, then has their wild card game. They win it. They get one. You know, they get a great start out of somebody. They win it. And then they get fucking then they get blown up by yeah. Houston. Or sorry, anybody. The Dodgers. Yeah, the or Dodgers are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, Atlanta. You know, if I was Atlanta, I would trade Freddie Freeman for some legit, legit pitching. You know that that's but that's a future move, right? Yeah. That's like going. That's well. That's I saying, mean, that's the move they should have made. 
in fucking you know by the trade. But they can't. You can't trade your your best player if you're trying to make the playoffs. No, you can't. You can't. That's a that's a wintertime move, actually. (laughs) Yeah, but if it gets them if if it gets them to Grom. Right, I would do no, it. If they weren't trading him to the Yankees, I don't think they're trading him to the Braves. Although no, at this point, not. who's they? Yeah, right. They is actually yeah. We a, don't know a word Who? that we. That's a word we have to use when talking about the, the Mets trading because, because it's nobody knows the charge. Who are the GMs? Yes. Bottom or sorry, top of the six now in New York, five nothing lead for Jacob Degrom. Does Jacob Degrom get a W today? I mean, I I kind of hope so. Does that, that put him at five hundred? He gets that dirty slides bump. <laughs> yeah. Does that put him at 500? What's his record right now? Like five and eight? I think he's. I I don't think he's lost a lot of games recently. Yeah. So he might he might still be like five and six. His record should just be ND. Right. Let's see what his let's see where his record currently sits. Thirty three starts. I don't remember the last time he lost record a game. ND. Pulling up, Jacob Brown said he's five and seven. Poor bastard. With a 1.85 ERA. <laughs> so, you know, this is hilarious. His war is 6.7. He actually has more wins above a replacement player than he has wins. Physically, the Mets cannot even get the number of wins out of him that he's supposed Like, forget. That's that like sh- some weird. Like, that's like the law of thermodynamics. Forget that- he should be a 20-game winner. Yeah. They can't even keep up with his own war pace. <laughs> That's like some physics law that you're like, I guess that. Ma- how does that work? You he, know, this is incredible too. He's more also been, war than actual wins. He's also been pitching in the big league since 2014 when he won the Rookie of the Year, and he has a 2.78 career ERA. That's filth. And he has 50 wins. <laughs> Poor guy. And 39 losses. <laughs> He's averaging 10 wins a year. <laughs> he has 9, 14, 7, 15, 5. <sighs> oh. Ouch, bro. Ouch, bro. God. I mean, this podcast is basically just... Free Jacob DeGrom. Free Jacob DeGrom. Mike <laughs> Trout's the best. Yeah. The AL West is sexy. <laughs> Buy some gays hats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we contribute get, to the does world. Does it get boring for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> and that, so that's a look around the league. Uh, the other story that I wanted to talk about, uh, it's an, it was an independent ball league. It's one of the great troll jobs I've ever seen. Guy gets ejected. Guy gets a uh, garbage can. And it looks like he's going to do the garbage can toss. Yeah. But then he jogs it out. And replaces the umpire <laughs> with a garbage can. And then he tells him, go to your home. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. This is where you live. Why I, don't you want to go home? I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't figure out if it was, you, you belong in this garbage can. Yeah. Or I am replacing you with, like with a, a better umpire in the form of a trash can. <laughs> yeah. Either way, it's great. Have you, uh, what's your, what's your as, as a, the gays manager and as a guy who's played ball for a long time, what's your best, like, got thrown out of a game story? Uh, honestly, like, I got thrown out of – I've only been thrown out of two games, and they were last year in Arizona. And one I didn't fucking deserve at all. 
I, I ran out to second base to, like, there's a bad call over there. And I'm like, you know, you've been horseshit all day. This is the third bad fucking call. Jesus fucking Christ. And the guy just, like, stonewalled me. I'm like, fine, whatever. And I'm walking back. And, uh, and uh, the home plate umpire, I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. And he's like, all right, you're gone. And I was like, what? Fuck you. And uh, ended up, you know, yelling at him for a while and then called him a buffoon and walked off. But it wasn't, I haven't like really like chucked dirt or, you know, I wish I brought a garbage can out and told him go to your home. I got thrown out of a softball game because I, I don't even think it was, I don't even think I was running, like one of our guys got called out and he was safe by like, like he was slowing down after hitting first base. Yeah. Like that's how safe he was. And the yeah. guy called him out and I fucking lost it. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? I was like, we're, you know, what do you have to get home to? Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- like this yeah. isn't even yeah. what's happening. It's Tuesday night. And I said to him and it was, ju- it was actually just a fat comment. Yeah. Cause he was fat dude. Yeah. So I was like, do you, I said, do you have a, do you have some chicken wings waiting at home for you? Right. He happened to be black. But, like, first of all... That was a fat joke. No, 100% fat joke. As far as I know, aren't wings, like, kind of... That's that's an everybody... Everybody loves wings. That's an everybody meal. Like, I know fried chicken is a racial joke, you know, towards black people. For some reason, that was something that was determined. But, like, wings, those are not fried chicken. No. Wings are just... I was just thinking of what I wanted to be eating right then. (laughs) Right, And so I was like, oh, do you have a fucking thing of wings waiting for you at home? Like... Are your wings getting cold? Yeah. And he threw me out, and then I was accused of being racist. And I was like, guys, this isn't racial. This is— Everybody loves wings. Yeah. This is—he's fat. Yeah. And clearly he's going home to eat. He, yeah. He's clearly, he's clearly desperate to get home and eat something. Right. What was I supposed to say? Like a sub sandwich? Yeah. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. It can't even be in the chicken realm? Like, right. I didn't say watermelon. Like, yeah. I said— Chicken wings. Yeah, you did not say watermelon. And then— Or fried chicken. He ran me. Then he, like, made me leave— and then apparently I wasn't allowed to play the next week. I showed up and they were like, you're not allowed to fucking play this yeah, week. I was like, what yeah, the fuck is this? Yeah. Now, we got a question after this happened, though. What was – what's the greatest uh, ejection you've ever seen? Oh, I think the Wally Backman ejection, the minor league one, where he tosses all of the bats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tosses all the bats. In fact, and then he tells the, the catcher to look out. It's like, Catch! <laughs> Look out. He's chucking everything. I forget. Who was it? Was it the Pirates manager who took the base with him? Was that Clint Hurdle took the base? Yeah. No, or, no, no. It was Lloyd McClendon. Lloyd McClendon? Yeah, yeah, He yeah. left with the base. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. do the base toss. Yeah. He, did uh, the, uh, 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 he did the base take, Yeah. which I thought was. Which is cool. That's kind of like taking your basketball and going yeah, home. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty funny. And then, of course. One of the all-time greats, Bob Valentine, coming back in disguise. You <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't beat Bobby V. Yeah, and uh, and I was always I always loved as a as a Mets fan growing up. It was still headline news in New York, but like uh, coming home and catching the like nightly news, like the the late local, yeah, the eleven o'clock news, and seeing Pinella had fucking had a meltdown and thrown all like all the bases. Yeah, no, he but, he. I think he was the first. Base toss guy. Yeah. Yeah. McClendon literally took the base with him. But, yeah. Uh, oh, fucking Lou. Nuts. Nuts. 
And uh, I think, I mean, and then Earl Weaver was, I think, uh, Johnny Kick the Dirt right. guy. Yeah. Which is always a movie. It, it, you know, the, that's why I think the garbage can is so great because it's new. Yeah. You know? This is where you live. <laughs> yeah, Go to your home. No, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Independent and, baseball. And if you're an umpire, how do you come back from that? Like he's just pl- that. You have to take this garbage can. Like it's a <laughs> yeah. whole thing. Like, right. Do, right. Are you allowed to touch it? <laughs> right. You got to get a fucking grounds guy out here to get the garbage can. That was like, the best part about the uh, the uh, Wally Backman is he refused to clean it up. Yeah. 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 Like the umpire was fucking Carlo and and Godfather, and he's like, "Now clean it up." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "No, nah, I'm not cleaning it." We did get a message as well from, I got to find it in my, uh, this was from Ross Lockwood, at Lockwood Ross. Uh, If you look up Yuba City baseball fight on YouTube, I think you'll change your mind on best baseball fight. It started with the head coach calling my buddy's mom a bitch. So he (laughs) threw the ball at him and ran after him. And then the video starts. Huge fan of all your shows. And as a Dodgers fan. Fuck Chase Utley. Oh, and, Dodger fan finally on the on board. Yeah, but he, he wanted to point out because we said high school baseball fights don't really usually go anywhere because yeah. you know, no guy you like no one's getting thrown at right. and no one's getting like whatever. But this was and it and you guys should Where's look at Yuba City, by the way. Sounds like Arizona, doesn't it? It does sound like Arizona or, you know, somewhere in the Fresno area. Yuba City who knows? He doesn't yeah. have it in his. He doesn't have it in his fucking. Yeah, bio. it does sound like Arizona. It could be up there. It looks like he wouldn't be wearing. Uh, could be in Utah. Yeah, um, sounds west. But look it up. It is actually a pretty like there are punches being thrown. Yeah, and apparently it also. And then some fat mom comes out on the field <laughs> like fat, and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And I can't tell if she was the one that was being called a bitch or yeah. not. But if. If she was the one being called a bitch, like it was totally deserved. She just like fat ass walks out <laughs> on the field. That is some balls on a mom. Yeah, white white lady look like it. Yeah, huh. white or Hispanic. Yeah. So that's our uh, that's our look around the league, Laz. Uh, do you want to slide into the DMs? Let's slide in those DMs. Slide into the slide into the mentions. Let's here we go. I just put it out this morning too, so it's. It, we also have one of those like, let's see what the fuck has shown up just right now. Uh, Bo Blaha just replied to B to the Indigo with a laughing Kanye gif. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam Langworthy, our Tigers fan, who uh, did reply with a. Very specific. He said the Tigers' MO is a shit bullpen and loading the bases with zero outs and not scoring, which I don't think he understands MO. Um, And then he said, and the Tigers had sustained success from like 2006 to 2014. They won four straight division titles. True, but when we were talking about their lack of sort of success, uh, it's in that time they didn't win a World Series. Did not. Got swept by the Giants. And got swept by Pablo. Right. And look, the Braves had 14 20 straight, straight yeah. fucking division titles. It's like that. We're, we were more talking about like when was it when the Tigers were like, oh, fuck, Tigers are the best team in baseball, you know? Um, or but, just like when the Tigers are like, who, who are your favorites in the American League? Well, it's the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Tigers. Yeah. Like, 
That yeah. didn't really happen. Uh, but he did send us a second one. What's the cutoff for a World Series to count? I know you all don't believe in pre-integration championships. What is the oldest World Series that actually counts? Um, I think they all count, but I understand. I think that the, his question is like, Yankee fans love to do 27 World Series. Right. And it's like, come the fuck on. Lakers fans like to claim like Minnesota titles. And it's like, guys, this is not, you know. What would you say if you were determining like the success of your franchise or the shit talk of your franchise? At this point, like how far back do you go? Well, I mean... Okay, like I th- I believe the first World Series when they called it the World Series was 1903. Now, if the New York Giants won a World Series in 1907 or 1921, that's really hard for me to like count that right. on my on my list. It's really like in your city, you know. Oh, it's got to be in your city. Got to be in your city and like it's kind of got to be in your lifetime, too. I'm kind of just going to go. I'm going to make it real easy. Color television. <laughs> Color television. So, no, you know, sorry, Yankee fans. You don't get any of those Mickey Mantle, none of those Joe D, none of those Babe Ruth World Series. In terms of if you're, you're allowed to shit talk it? Like, yeah, no, you're not. Yeah. You mean, what do you? Yeah. That's what I'm saying in your lifetime. Like while you've been a fan, if yeah. you're, if you were a fan of the team and you guys won, you can talk that shit. But like, I'm not talking shit about the 1962 like, oh, NL champion San Francisco yeah. Giants or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not talking shit about the early 70s A's. Even though I'll say, hey, that's one of the greatest teams of all time. But I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, what, 72 through 74. Right. You know? I, to me, it's like I think color is a major factor in players on the field. Yes. Televisions you're watching. <laughs> right. 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 It, it, like if it was in black and white, but it was really just in white and white because there was no black guys out there, then you don't get to count it. But and you then, can count it if you're like, we got seven all-white World Series. Yeah. You know? But then – just color TV, man. Like, yeah. color TV is basically the 70s. Right. You know? Right. right. And honestly, I'm not really going back to the early 70s for some shit. But, like, if you needed to, if you were 50, if you're a 50-year-old baseball fan, all right, you can go back. If you, but that's what I'm saying, in your lifetime. Yeah. You know? Now, my, you know, grandpa, you know, was 80 years old. All my grandparents are dead, by the way. But the, hypothetically, right. he's 80 years old, and he wants to talk some shit on the 19, the Gas House Gang or whatever. Yeah. The Gas House Gang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Good. Oh, fine. You lived it, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why were they called the Gas House Gang? Well, they were in a house full of gas trying to figure <laughs> out how to put color onto televisions. Yeah. And there was an explosion. <laughs> there was an explosion. An old left eye Magoo <laughs> lost his right eye. Didn't stop him from pitching 80 innings in that World Series, though. In Wait, that nine-game World one Series. Guy Best of nine. Um, so we uh, we covered, do the Reds have any shot of making the playoffs? This run from Jay Stoley, Jay underscore Stoley. Joe Simpson, Atlanta Braves broadcaster, keeps fucking up. First complained about Dodgers warm-up outfits that were for charity. Oh, Jesus. Then questioned Juan Soto's age. Troll or moron? 
can can he be both? I think he I think he's more of a moron than a troll. I think I think trolling is something that Joe that's out of you know Joe Simpson's realm. You know I, what I've, I mean? I've always I mean, said I've often said about troll or moron like first things first. Where are they from? Yeah, and that's going to give you a good idea. First of all, if they can even qualify as a troll. <laughs> yeah. Highly likely, I'm fucking Atlanta Braves broadcaster Joe Simpson. You're like, you're a moron. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brent DeHuff at Brent DeHuff asked us which manager had the best in-game freakout slash fight. We covered that one. Uh, then we have... Okay. This one's from Davis at Dandy for Davis. With the home run ball dominating scoring this season and really the last couple seasons, my question for you guys is... Is there a place in baseball for small ball teams to be successful in today's game? The last team I can think of that had great success playing small ball was the 2015 Kansas City Royals, who played fundamental baseball and won most games by getting guys on base and moving them over with bunts, hit and runs, sack flies, etc. I personally prefer small ball over the home run and strikeout era that we're in, and I'm interested in hearing your guys' opinions on this. Fuck Chase Utley. Um, yes, I think yes. You yes. can you you, can you absolutely can win that way, especially with all the shifting, because that destroys shifts. You know, you got a big lefty up. There's 17 guys on the right side of the infield. You know, yes, you can absolutely win that way. I think when I look at it's like styles make fights. Right. You know what I mean? If you're gonna come. At, at me with a different style, you have a chance to win. But if everybody's playing the same, you know, wait for the three-run homer, fucking let's not steal, shift, hit the balls in the air, and you come with something else, yeah, I can I definitely. I also think that it, it has a lot more to do in style just in how these teams are built. The Kansas City Royals couldn't go out and get the big guys. Right. So they were forced to go that strategy. And it and it's almost like you got to go all in on that because, oh, if we can't have a big bopper, then let's let's build our team in this way. Yeah. And then let's go for it. And I think if you do go all in on that, that you can win games that way. It's just so many teams are like, fuck, we need a power hitting third baseman. We need a power hitting first baseman. Boom, let's pencil him in. And then that's taking away. You can't just go, hey, we're going to build like a contact lineup and we're going to throw, Car- you know, John Carlos Stanton in the middle of it. Right. But, you know, uh, speaking of those Kansas City Royals, you had uh, they kind of had everything. You know, it wasn't because they did have an all or nothing third baseman, Moustakis. Yep. yep. They had a high contact first baseman, um, you know, and then they had Lorenzo Kane and uh, who's their left fielder, Alex Gordon. Yep. Um, and uh, the guy who's on the, um, what's his name, who was on Tampa Bay. Now he's on, now he's on the Cubs. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Zobrist. Zobrist. Yep. High contact guy. So they kind of had everything, you know? It wasn't all, you know, like the Yankees where it's just all, like, lift and separate right. dudes. I mean, I, I think that there's – I think it's just trending that way. Yeah. But I, but I also think that you absolutely can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just – it's just a personnel issue. It's not yeah. really a style issue as much. Like, no one's, you know, you're not right. going to get Aaron Boone taking over the Yankees and be like, all right, guys, we got to hit the ball the other way. Yeah. It's like, everybody do what you do. And I just think in, in you know, 
it's even just a style thing in certain in terms of selling tickets, star power, whatever. Like guys like home runs. Yeah, I I agree. With but them. at the same time, Brett Gardner has made a fucking Yankee career out of playing small ball. Right. You know, and he's a valuable guy to that team. So, I mean, even your A's now, it's like a lot more pop than the the A's of old, where it was like, hey, we're just slap hitting and like a lot well, of doubles, a lot of running the bases, a lot of walks. Yeah, seems I mean, like, like e- seems like even the money ball has to go. Well, we need a couple guys that can hit it out. Right. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, the A's whole thing has been do not swing at balls. If you swing at balls, you're never getting up here. So take your walks, fucking, you know, hit bombs, whatever. But get on base, take your walks, hit the ball where you know where it's pitched. But do not go out of the strike. They've never had like a hot, really high strikeout home run hitter. You know, um, this Maybe one Chris is this one's from Jacob Fallon, and he, I'm glad he sent one uh, today because it also reminded me of one that I missed. I don't think we answered this, and I had it on my list of things to answer. And it's from all the way back in June. Um, tell me if we did answer it though, last because I don't remember doing it uh. at. J underscore Falcon 18, wondering what your guy's opinion would be on a silver slugger gold glove for utility players. Obviously, you'd have to figure out some requirements for what makes a utility player, games played, positions played, etc. Would love to get your thoughts. Just call it the Kike Hernandez Award? I, I think a six-man award right. for baseball, I yeah. think that would be a great. I don't know if it has to be a gold glove silver slugger, but just what about just like Mr. Utility? Yeah. The Jose Kendo Award. Yeah. Right. You have to play. You have to play at least 30 games at or 20, 30, game, 30 games at three different positions. Yeah. Or 25 games at three different positions. Yeah. Because a lot of times those utility guys are also. Uh, now, or maybe like 30 games at an outfield and an infield Um position a lot of times the utility guys they come off the bench right so they don't necessarily like start a lot of games i'd like to see figure you start half the season right 81 games or you get 400 at bats to qualify right or 350 and you've got it and you've got to have 25 games at three positions right but are they all like let's let's say you've got 25 games but they're all outfield positions yeah, is no. that as utility no, 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 as no, no. like a Chris Taylor guy? No, you're or absolutely a right. Yeah, you no, know not I mean? outfield, like totally. Right, a- outfield is one position, infield is another position. It's yeah. got to be. You can like, be like second left base, field, right field, and second base, but you can't be left, center, and right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because even even like I mean, there's a huge difference between second base and third base, but there's not a huge difference between right field and left field. Right. Right. But yeah, let's come up with let's come. We can. I think we can. Dial that in and find the exact things, but I'd love. I'd I mean, love who would be, be your uh, Jose Akendo Award winner this year? I mean, like I can only think of Kike uh, for the Dodgers, but um, I'm sure there's other guys out there. Yeah, I'd have like to, the Craig Councils of yeah, the world. I mean, the the Mets have a Wilmer Flores right. plays like plays a lot plays of everywhere, in, a lot of infield positions. Like, but does but he, really, did he play in the outfield? He's got to go out in the outfield too. I don't think. think he's played in the outfield. Yeah, at least not. Yeah, he must have started in the outfield at some point during this or, year. Or like you can play all the infield positions, but then you also got to catch. Right. Like it's got to be two of the three places: outfield, infield, catcher. <laughs> yeah. 
I'd love to. Get, I'd love to get the award though. Uh, I think that'd be. What would you call the award? Um, because they're all named after dudes. I'm right. just saying uh, Okendo because that was like the, the first guy I remember. I mean, like Joe playing. McEwing, <laughs> the Super Joe Award, the Super Joe. <laughs> call it the Super, Super Joe, Joe of the year. Yeah. <laughs> did you take? Did you take so many greenies that you look like you were 55 by the time you were 26? <laughs> right. <laughs> Congratulations, you're Super Joe. You love playing baseball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or taking greenies. Uh, his one from today, though, what are some of your guys' favorite alternate uniforms for teams? Obviously, the Padres Brown is up there, but I'd like to hear some others. Stay dirty and fuck Chase Utley. Yeah, buddy. Um, I mentioned it earlier, but the A's Kelly Green tops. And for, Ke- let's talk about the A's Kelly Green. The A's yellow. Oh, the A's yellow is hot. I fucking love the A's yellow. Um, uh, Telly mentioned it when he was on here, but the Mariners kind of hot green the teal. tops, the yeah. teal tops. Yeah. Those are dope. Yep. That's the teal. I got the teal hat when you I was got out the there. the teal hat. Right. I love that. Yeah. Um, you guys, do you guys go with the creams still? Yeah, our, all our our whites are creams. So that's that's it's your not full, really that's, that's, that's your full time uniform. That's now. my full time uniform. I do like the orange tops that they do on Friday nights. Yeah, yeah. And those say Giants. Yeah, it's like the big G. It's like it's like the cursive little G. Yeah, that goes kind of right up and to the right. Yeah, um, it's pretty dope. I like the Mets uh, when the Mets go royal blue tops. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good look. I don't know if the are the are the Reds still doing fucking? Do the Reds still wear sleeves? No sleeves at home. Is that their? Is that their? Uniform? They do vests. They still do vests. I think they do, right? Yeah, maybe. I love I love the vests. Yeah, um, you like the Rockies I'm, vests? I do. I like the, I like the vest. Look. Any vest? I, I'm a I'm a vest, I'm a vest guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think it's appropriate for all teams, but I think yeah. that all teams that do it, it looks good. Like Pirates do the vests, right? Yeah, I think they do. Um, I'm trying to think of others. You know what? Obviously, I like the. Do brown. we count like? Like throwback unis as alternates? Yeah. Anything that they wear as a... To me, like the throwback Phillies roads and the flo- throwback Cardinal roads, when they go... The V-neck and the baby blue are dope. Yes. Yes. I agree. I love I love that the Phillies have nothing to do with baby blue, but they like mix it in. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like it was like an alternate to gray back in the day. Yeah. Um, I... Normally hate all things camouflage, mm-hmm. but I don't hate the Padres camo because I don't. It's, I don't. I don't hate their desert camo. It's such a military yeah. town. But I kind of hate their blue camo. I want it. I mean, you know, you know how we feel yeah. about this. No, blue camo is a joke. Yeah. Um, but the desert storms are pretty dope. And then, of course, there's the greatest single uniform in sports history: the rainbow Astros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The fucking rising sun, yeah. the rainbow. I, like, I don't even understand it, honestly. <laughs> right. To this to this day, I'm like, why, why? how did we get here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's unbelievable. Somebody like in 1978 was like, I got it. We're gonna put J.R. Richard, the most intimidating man in the world, in a rainbow suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great I, I, idea. I feel like it was like an MK Ultra thing too. Like the guy who came up with the rainbow thing was just like on acid. Yeah. And then like he came up with that fucking uniform and then later he the it, later the the government triggered him and yeah. he tried to kill 
you know, Reagan. <laughs> kill, kill the queen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like it was like the guy who killed fucking Robert Kennedy. You yeah, know right. <laughs> He's famous for inventing the Astros rainbow uniforms and <laughs> killing Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. and being a Manchurian candidate. Have you? Uh, by the way, there's a speaking of podcasts since we're on one. Have you heard the the RFK tapes? No, I highly recommend this yeah. podcast for people. It's uh, it's from the same people who did uh, Crime Town, which was like a I love true crime podcasts. Sure, this is my yeah. shit. Yeah, um, it's all about the RFK assassination, uh-huh. and it's fucking fantastic. Oh yeah, no, I'd uh, love to. I, I'm I'd obsessed. Love to hear so that. if you guys need a, if if you are out there and you're like, uh, I've already threw dirty sports this week and dirty slides. And I'm a Reds and, fan and we're 900 and yeah. games back. And the Joe Prano podcast <laughs> and the Dent Report. Yeah. And you've, you know, you can't listen to Joe Rogan talk about the keto diet anymore. <laughs> uh, check out the RFK tapes. It's fucking great. So we're saying Sirhan Sirhan did not act alone? Yeah. You got, you got to listen to oh, it. I can't it's, wait. It's incredible. I can't wait. Um, so this By the one, way, what an amazing name for an assassin, right? Sirhan Sirhan. So if you listen to it, like I'm eight episodes in or something like that, and it's it's not uh it's not a bingeable thing, like they release it, whatever. You'll yeah. be able to binge it now if you start. But he might not have even been acting at all. He might not have he might not have just wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time with a gun. Yeah. Uh was was activated to have a gun and be there. Wow. So true Manchurian candidate. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, George Ruggiero at King George 94 uh, says, from two guys with a bunch of experience with different organizations, what's the deal with certain teams seemingly being able to, to just make pitching out of nothing? For example, look at the Rays and Evaldi. He's coming off his second Tommy John, and he's been lights out this year. They seem to make anybody – Able to pitch while some organizations can't get a pitcher to throw strikes. Thanks, guys, and fuck Chase Utley. You know, I think the idea of um, organizations being solely responsible for pitchers or pitching staffs is a little overrated because let's look at the Braves. Sometimes it's just the dudes, you know, it's you just got the dude. You drafted the right dude, and he turns out to be a dude because the Braves drafted Glavin and Smoltz. No, they just drafted Glavin. They traded for Smoltz. They traded for Maddox. Yep. Maybe they, they drafted Steve Avery or whatever, and they dominated for years and years and years. But once those dudes are gone, all of a sudden, Leo Mazzoni is all out of genius. Right. You know what I mean? So it's really the dudes. You know, the Giants had a great Great staff with Linscombe and Kane and Baumgartner. Now it's just Baumgartner and fucking Samarja. And, you know, it's not – it's really the dudes. Right. I think. It, it's – yeah. I think, you know, there's certainly something to uh, p- pitching coaches uh, that get – that can get, like, the most out of their guys. Sure. And I think that there's – but you you look at, like – like take my Mets again. You look at Callaway, who comes from, you know, oh holy shit! Look at what he did, what with, he did with the Cleveland or whatever, right? And he comes to the Mets, and yeah, is Jacob Degrom fantastic this year? But Jacob Degrom's been fantastic, right? Like, are them are their Mets pitching staff are they significantly better than they were the last few years? Mm, nah, not really. No, you know, Wheeler's been better, but it's like 
like you said, it's always Mel Stoudemire was like the Yankees pitching coach forever after being the 86 Mets pitching coach. And it was like, oh, Mel Stoudemire. It's like, yeah, he had Gooden at 19. And then he had who? Then he was like, hey, yeah, yeah, Pettit, Messina. Can we we get Mike Messina and Jack McDowell this offseason? They're like, sure. sure. Great. Great. Mel Stoudemire. You're the best pitching coach ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's more of I think it's one of those things where it's sort of like college basketball coaches. I always say there's the John Calipari's who are recruiters, mm-hmm. and then there's you know the Shaka Smarts who are like, oh, I'm a I can take a mid major and win basketball games at Brad Stevens, right? Yeah. Um, and then there's Mike Shashevsky or. Uh, you know, uh, who's the fucking Villanova guy? I'm Jay Wright. Jay Wright. Yeah. It's like, I recruit and I coach basketball. Yeah. I think sometimes with pitching coaches, it's I know how to handle my talent. I know how to make my talent better. And then you have the freak guys who are like, I'm, I actually know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, I will turn around right. your staff. But those are so few and far between. Yeah. And how, like, how many shit staffs did Greg Maddox's brother have? Right. You know? <laughs> You know? uh, he was a Mets pitching coach for a while. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's mainly the dudes. And Avaldi, by the way, I'm I'm glad he's doing well this year, but he was a very high draft pick, you know. So he's still probably a dude. Um, this one comes from Bo Blaha. It's it's sort of confusing because it's like a tweet reply to a tweet reply to a tweet reply. But mm-hmm. uh so here's the deal. Uh, this article is from Baseball America. Tampa Tarpons lose perfect game to extra inning rule. Tampa has a perfect game. Auto runner placed on second base to start extra. What? They do that? In the minors. They do the California tiebreaker softball rule in the minors? Elias says no perfect game Fuck that. if auto runner scores. MLB VP of stats says auto runners don't affect perfect games. Minor League Baseball said it's researching. Uh, Then uh, there's a reply to this. Our interpretation of this wording is that, yes, the scenario would still be considered a perfect game since no batter reaches base by virtue of hit, walk, hit by pitch, error, um, blah, 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 all the other shit. Um, In a perfect world, Bo Blaha says, in a perfect world, you guys make the rules. How would you deal with this situation? Also, Also, thoughts on the idea of Ruining baseball and putting a runner on second in extras. Uh, that's stupid and shitty. Here's, and how I I would, here's how I would work this rule. Stop with this rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, for so- this is for Tuesday night softball games. I don't even remember that happening. Yeah. We didn't do that in my softball league. Dude, unfortunately, yeah, that's, that's where it comes from, though. That's where it comes from. What a fucking- And it's infecting baseball, and it's terrible. Why do... Like, the question... Th- that I have is why do we even need this rule? Like, how is this an issue? How is the one baseball game a day that's going to extra innings? Yeah. And where was this town? Like, where's it going on? Well, this is in the minors, right? Yeah. So it's some podunk town somewhere. Yeah. Like, are they pissed at like, look, you, you paid $10. You got your $10 worth. You know, we need we need to shut off these lights at a certain time. But but the, but this is something they're considering for Major League Baseball. That's horseshit. Because they need to speed up the game or whatever. I I 
look, <laughs> I I don't know, man. I, I that's terrible. And but what, like, how do how do you rule this? Now, if that guy scores, let's say, look, one, it's a terrible rule, and it should be. We shouldn't even be talking about it. Right. Two, but okay, so the guy's on second base in this California tiebreak scenario. Um, if this dude gets out of it without giving up a hit. That's a perfect game. It's a fucking perfect game. Right. Right? Now, if he gets this this dude. It's so confusing. Is that an earned run? Like, let's just let's talk about that. No. It's not. Let's, let's say he scores on a single. Yeah. Right? No, it's not. It's not an earned run. He didn't get on. No. He gave up a single. <laughs> yeah. It's horseshit. Yeah. He loses his no-hitter. He loses his perfect game, but he shouldn't. That I mean, shouldn't obviously, be an he's run. probably not a starting pitcher going into the fucking 12th or whatever, yeah. but this affects, this, 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 this has real-world effects. <laughs> yeah, man. It's hard to pitch a perfect game. Mariano Rivera's like, uh, I just pitched 50 innings and gave up one hit, and somehow I got a loss in here? Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Like... It, it's just, uh, uh, like, it's so absurd. It's the same thing as people keep saying, like, oh, the, the the basketball playoffs need to be the top 16 teams. I go, okay, great in theory. Love yeah. it. Love it. Right. Now you know you have to get rid of divisional play. You have to get rid of conference play. And you just, everybody has to basically play all the teams all the same amount of times. Because it's not fair that the Boston Celtics get to play the fucking New York Knicks 20 times a year in their division. <laughs> right. But now they're getting judged as one of the, like, against the whole league. Meanwhile, every fucking team in Texas, you know, is playing yeah. each other. Like, the Rockets and the fucking and Spurs, Spurs. And, and like, the Mavericks, It's right. like bullshit. Yeah. So, like, these ideas that people have, like, here's how it can be better. Like, think about it all the way fucking through. Right. Think right. about it all the way through. There are a lot of like band-aid. It's like a band-aid thing. You know what I mean? And that's the great thing about baseball is it's like the only game without a clock. And now you're trying to put a clock in the game. It's like the, the, they just did this thing with the football. Did you see this? In, uh, so on kickoffs now, mm-hmm. the, the kicking team will not have a running start to – Go down the field. So they're basically okay. starting right at the ball. Wait. So I kick off the ball, right? And you're on my kickoff squad. Yeah. So you can't start running until the ball is caught? You can't start running until the ball is kicked. So there's no that run up to the line. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Okay, guys now won't have that running start. So in theory, they won't have been able to get to this full speed faster. Right. And therefore. Less th- concussions. Right. Here's the actual thing. Those guys will be not as far down the field. So if a guy catches the ball one yard deep in the end zone, instead of those guys being right 10 there. yards close to them and him being like, fuck this, yeah. I'm taking a knee, now he's going to bring it out. More concussions. <laughs> it's not that fucking hard. Like, I don't understand why people don't look at, like, uh, well, we came up with an idea. It's like, think about how this idea affects people. Or just think about how this idea actually works yeah. in real life. Hey, instead of on we paper. should just make seatbelts that you can't get out of. Because then... <laughs> You'll never, you'll, you'll never get hurt. You'll never get ejected from a car. <laughs> you'll also drown if your car ever goes into a lake. Why would you padlock somebody into a car? So fucking stupid. Like, I, I, it just it drives me fucking crazy. Like that, it, it's like these leagues. They're like fucking. 
you know, fast food boardrooms. It's what like, about this? Just on football, what what about just instead of making all of these rule changes all the time and making these like impossible hit rules, like where you can hit from this target to this target and all this shit? What about just like, all right, here's your contract. You got to sign this waiver. Like you could get hurt. Yeah, Let's just sign the waiver. It's let's say going skydiving. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, hey, if you get hurt, hey, this is a dangerous activity. Hey, you can't look, sue me. you're going to be strapped to a professional. You'll probably be fine. Yeah. But you're also jumping out of a plane. You might die. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's how this works. Yeah. You're, jumping, you're ejecting yourself from an airplane. <laughs> Just um, everybody sign a waiver. And did you see we this? We can go back to violent football. Did you see this uh, Joey Votto getting hit in the leg by uh, Madsen after? So Votto, I'll let you, I'll let you watch the gif because he – because Vada goes like, what the fuck? Like, seriously? This is former teammate, Ryan Madsen. Yeah. So after he gets hit, Vada's like, seriously? Like, yeah. really? Um, because they hit Bryce Harper unintentionally with a 74-mile-an-hour curveball. And then Madsen comes back and drills Vado in, in the, the legs knee. with a fastball. Right. This is also... also Former teammate. Yeah. But this guy you know. Uh, what the fuck? Like, is this a Bryce Harper thing? Is this like a national? Like, who's at fault here for this nonsense? Uh, the Nationals. Just as an organization. Yeah, just this, this is why the Nationals never win. Right. They just get too involved in stupid shit. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Like, if you hit Bryce Harper with a curveball that doesn't hurt him, then being like, oh well, we're gonna we're gonna take out your one guy at the knee. Yeah, you know. But like, what is Madsen even fucking thinking here? I I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Madsen's thinking. Especially, if, I know those guys played together right for a long time. Now maybe Madsen hated Votto. <laughs> <laughs> Who <laughs> hates Votto? I don't know. I don't know. Jerry Seinfeld yeah. likes him a lot. <laughs> yeah, thinks he's great. He's fucking Canadian. Yeah. There we go. D- Dilson Herrera, who the Mets uh, traded to Cincinnati uh, for Jay Bruce. That's is a fantastic a- fucking uh, Dominican name, yeah. Dilson. Is in at first base. That's he's uh, he's got future Joe McEwing award potential. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. A five foot eight second baseman now playing now in at first base. Look how big his glove looks. Yeah, you know, on that size guy. Uh, we're gonna finish up with this last one because it ends with props if you can decipher. That's how. Sorry, this is so confusing. Props if you can decipher. So we're gonna do our best and and then we'll wrap this thing up. Cool. What is the ruling on players that get traded to a team? And a week later, go against their new team's rival. Example, pitcher gets traded, and the rival pitcher hits player in previous inning. Does the new pitcher have to hit next person in the lineup? Question mark. This is from at Joe Sarcasm, Joe Garrison. So his question is, I guess. uh, Does it have to be a week later? I guess guess the the idea is, um, this is my deciphering, by the way. Jose Reyes currently up at the plate in a major league baseball game. I didn't know how many neck tattoos he had. Unbelievable. <laughs> so I guess what he's saying is like, if you join a team, right, you're traded to a team, and you're you're fresh onto that team. Do you realize? Uh, sorry, but do you realize that Jose Reyes is literally wearing a choker? Like, 
It's a very tight necklace he's yeah, got going it's, on. It's a... A it's, choker for a choker. Right. It's a, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> it's sort of just for like all of Mets fans everywhere going like, <laughs> yeah. hey, man, this is what we're doing. So what's happening now? Are, are they crossing the infield? Are we doing position changes between batters? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Dilson I guess Herrera that, back at first base yeah. now after moving over where? To third? Third. Okay. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Fucking Cincinnati. Anything is possible. Um, All right. So, so decipher. I guess the, uh, my my uh, way of deciphering this is basically how quickly on when you're when you join a team do you are you required to or do you need to then pick up with like their old shit like you're now playing your rival like if you're if you're a Pittsburgh Pirate right and you get traded to the San Francisco Giants yeah how quickly do you have to learn to hate the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been traded, right. you know, <laughs> between major league teams. I don't know. I mean like I, what because there's there's been so many trades where like you're on the Mets, you're playing the Giants, you're coming to San Francisco and they trade you that that day where, you know, you just walk across. Right. I think somebody just recently, I think maybe a guy in the Diamondbacks, took the took the bullpen cart. Yeah. He packed up the bullpen cart, and they drove him across to the other clubhouse. Right, right. And now, all of a sudden, you've got to pick up on all of their shit. I, I certainly think it gets a little bit more uh, blurry or, like, how quickly do you have to start hating your old team? Right. You know what I mean? Like, obviously... Uh, Most guys will just be like, they traded me, I hate them. Right. Right. Obviously, Jason Worth, he still hates the Mets. He, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. he wants back in, but he's not doing it for the fuck the goddamn yeah. Mets. I love baseball, but I don't love baseball that much to play for the Mets. Right. Um, I, I think it's – I don't even think it's necessarily like a how fast does it happen, or, but it's like – I feel like it's one of those things where – this is your chance to be like, hey, guys, I know I'm the new guy. But I'm one of y'all. But I'm one of you guys. Yeah. I'm going to fuck this dude up. Like, yeah. I actually am going to do it. Like, I'm going to go over the top. It reminds me of a great, one of the great stories that I've ever read in the entertainment business. Did you read uh, Live from New York? The Saturday yeah, Night Live yeah, book? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, year one on SNL is a massive hit. Everybody loves SNL, the new TV darling. Chevy Chase, breakout star. People, a lot of people don't know this, modern people don't know this, is Chevy Chase was only on for one season. Yes. He was on the first season, became a star, Caddyshack, Fletch, Fletch. the whole thing. He's, yeah. he's now a massive star. So he leaves. He comes back to guest host. Apparently, he's being a fucking... Dick. Dickhead, egomaniac, fucking... Yeah. He's he's being a piece of shit to the cast, and he who didn't he, like Bill Murray, who was the guy who replaced him, right? Well, so I guess the it wasn't he. Apparently, him and Bill Murray had no beef with each other whatsoever, right? But he was being such a dick to the rest of his former castmates that Bill Murray, as the new guy, was like, "I'm going to sucker punch this dude in the face." Yeah, I have no beef with him whatsoever. But to show my allegiance to my guys, right. I'm going to fucking sucker punch him in the face, which he did apparently right before. They went live on the show he guest hosted. <laughs> so they say if you go back and watch it that he comes out, he's clearly frazzled yeah. during his monologue. Yeah. Because Bill Murray, who he had absolutely no beef with, yeah. just sucker punched him in the face to make friends with Aykroyd Everybody and else. Belushi and right. Jane Curtin and all those people. I feel like that's 
as a, as a new guy on a baseball team, you're like, hey, I don't even give a fuck. Well, yeah, it, I think it d- depends on your stature. Yeah. Like if, if you're like Bill Murray at the time, you know, wasn't established stud veteran of, of the squad. Yeah. He was new guy coming up, you know, needing to make, you know, his mark. So if, like, let's say you're Jacob DeGrom and you get traded to the Yankees and, you know, you got some beef, they got some beef with, say, Mookie Betts. You as DeGrom, do you have to get involved in that? You really don't. No. But if you're, let's say you're Dilson Herrera. Right. Right? It would go a long way for you as Dilson Herrera to do whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... That's what I think. I agree with you. Uh, what do you got coming up, Lass? Uh, what do we got? We got the 11-11 show coming up the 18th. Um, Who else on the show? We got Nate Craig, uh, Mike Moratori. Did we talk to Shannon McClendon yet? No, but I just saw him the other day and forgot to ask. Okay. Shannon McClendon will be on the show. Shannon McClendon will be on uh, the show. Brandon Fitzgibbons. Oh, of, yeah. Fitzgibbons. A lot of fucking Irish. Yeah, Brandon Scott, Brandon Scott Keller. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be Craig. the all Irish and Italian show. Do we, do we ha- are we required to call Patty O'Sullivan? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm we could go- also call Pat Quinn. Yeah. I'm going right. to I'm gonna have to go with my... Uh, my maiden name. I'll just have to be Joe Patrick for this one. <laughs> uh, so we got the eleven eleven show. Uh, gays are on hiatus. Gays are on hiatus. When does uh, when does Arizona ball start? Uh, October fourth to the eighth. Um, so I've got to find some lodging for the gays. I got to make sure every. I got to make sure we got enough pitching. Joe, are you uh, ready to go? Can we can we just start long tossing? Yeah. I I can get ready for October. Yeah. Yeah, I've, been, I've been dieting. I've been getting in shape. I've okay. been surfing more. My shoulder feels good. Let's go. Let's, let's go. do it. Joe, let's, you better do it because I don't know how many of these I got left in me. And by the way, yeah. uh, game one, I'll drill whoever, whoever you want. <laughs> Joe, you don't start- get to talk about us gays like that. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, you don't even have a uniform look, yet. Look, I'm starting, I'm starting you against <laughs> the Scottsdale Scorpions. You drill their manager, Keith. I hit You are everybody. officially a gaze. <laughs> <laughs> I think I told you the story of playing in Little League where we, we were getting beat by a, a team that my little brother was on, and I was so fucking angry about it. And I knew we were basically out of pitching. They were saving me. I wasn't even supposed to pitch that game. Yeah. And... Because they were saving my innings for like the the other game, you remember there was inning limits or whatever. Yeah. So we used everybody, thinking, oh, Joe will just basically throw the whole game on Saturday <laughs> or whatever. So on Tuesday, I'm not even supposed to pitch, and we're getting beat up, and I'm so pissed. I I'm begging them to fucking put me in. I'm like, let me just fucking please, guys. So finally, we're like, they're like, fuck, we got, we just need to like end this game. Yeah, we just got to get out of here. And so I was like, I'm drilling everybody. Everybody. <laughs> Did they kick you out for the next game? Everybody, no. I I was just like, I'm wild. What do yeah. you guys want? But there was like, no. I hit my, back in the 80s. I hit, my brother, tw- I hit my brother twice. <laughs> you did? <laughs> I think I hit like nine of ten guys or something like that. In one inning? Yeah, just like in a row. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I, I I think I've talked about this on the show. If not, i got to find this picture. My mom has it. I'm Joe Prano. I don't practice swimming. My mom was yelling at me, and I was so angry the whole situation. <laughs> That 
I came off the field and she like comes right over to start yelling, like to like read me the riot act. Yeah. And my dad, little Italian man comes over with her, um, not knowing what the fuck's going on, just knowing like she's been yelling at me or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, he goes to take a picture of me on the bench and my mom's yelling at me and I'm, and we have a picture of me mid birth, like my <laughs> finger, my middle finger is going up at my mom. of being like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck this whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, fuck this fucking game. Yeah. So I'll hit the scorpion. I'll hit. I'll hit every goddamn last scorpion. <laughs> Dude, please tweet that picture out. Yeah, I gotta find it. It was like a hard copy for a while. We'd always come across and be like, "Oh yeah, that's when you got caught." Yeah. It, and like, oh, that's three minutes before you got your ass beat. Yeah. For fucking flipping off one of your parents. Joe, the gays need you not only to drill people, but to just throw those fucking. Slurvy sliders from all angles. Yeah. Fuck these guys Let's up. Let's do it. Long tossing starts today. All right. Uh, so it's top of the eighth now. Two outs. Mets are up 5 nothing. DeGromer out, but hoping for a win. Uh, you can follow Laz at Andy Lazarus on Twitter. Yep. At Andy, uh, Andy Lazarus on Instagram. Venice Gay's on Instagram. You got to follow Andy Laz on Instagram now. I mean, just the, the arms dealer story at the Dodger Richard. <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter yeah. at Dirty Slides. Follow me at Fix Your Life at Joe Prano on Instagram. I'm pushing my Instagram. I'm trying to get my step on my Instagram game. Yeah, man. Um, and then, of course, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, if you only do one thing for us, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It helps us so much. We, get us we, back in the top yeah, fifty. Get man. us back in the charts. Yeah, that was awesome. If you only do two things. Rate, review, and subscribe to this show. And tweet at the San Francisco Giants to yeah, let last, let last pitch. pitch. Let's go, Giants. We got a month, you know, we got, we got less than a month before the Mets come to town. Right. I'd love to be there with a sell the Mets. <laughs> sell the Mets. On one side, <laughs> watch last pitch on the other. Tweet it out. I think out. you should have your sign. Uh, I mean, you're going to catch me, right? Yeah. So, you know, glove in one hand, sign in the other, you know? I'll, be great. I'll, I'll have I'll have a San Francisco Giants bullpen jacket on while yeah. I catch you r- r- rip it off to reveal sell, sell the, the Mets. Mets. Uh, so tweet at the Giants at let la- at sorry at the Giants at Giants hashtag let Laz pitch. Let him know we need Andy Laz Lazarus to uh, to throw a, a, a pregame ceremonial first pitch. And seriously, guys, can't stress enough the reviews help. Tell us about how you're a dude. Go to DirtySports.com, shop, and get yourself a dude shirt. I uh, I was just wearing my dude shirt the other day. So comfortable. So, so comfortable. It's so the soft. best. It's the best material. It's the best. It's like yeah. a thinner. It's like a true baseball shirt. Yeah, you could exactly. wear it under a shirt. Yeah. Ah, so great. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back next, next week. week. And in the meantime, fuck Chase Utley. Fuck him.